Hey all you nature nerds, this is You're Gonna Die Out There. Welcome to this week's Nature Nugget, as told by uh, Megan, my co-host. Hello. Hello. So Nature Nugget. It is Nature Nugget time. These are our um, slightly shorter episodes. Clearly just, a lot, a lot shorter. Just slightly. Slightly shorter for when you have slightly um, quicker chores. Yeah. You or, just, just got to run down to the corners, corner store. Yeah. This is yours. We got you. This is for you. We're on it. What you got for us today, Megan? All right. So I saw this article in IFL Science, one of my faves, Mm -hmm. and it is called This Pitcher Plant Evolved to Be a Urinal for Rats. I was like, what? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This this article is written January 13th, 2023, and that's going to be important. Okay. It's going to be important, Jen. Okay. It was like literally yesterday. That is. It was written. It's so fresh because we're recording this. Hot off the presses. uh, It was written by Rachel Funnel, and I love that the like little tagline underneath it just says unlucky mate (laughs) anyway and then there's a picture there's a massive picture of a rat standing on top of a pitcher plant i assume relieving himself it i mean his face looks ecstatic you know what i mean he's just like oh finally i can pee he's been holding it for a while yeah and then someone's taking his picture real classy Mm -hmm. all right so it starts out saying evolution has sometimes dealt species a bit of a bum deal and if the pitcher plant uh nepenthes raja could think You'd imagine it might feel this way, having adapted to effectively be a porta potty for some animals. I don't, I don't know if I read that correctly, but basically, they're like, it sucks to be a pitcher plant, right? Just rat, like if it had a brain yeah. and it, ha- it it could ponder its existence, right? It would question. It'd be like, why, why, why me? Why did this happen? Yes. Um, but you've seen pitcher plants before, right? I believe so. Yeah. So there's like I. I've seen Venus flytraps, pitcher plants. Pitcher mm-hmm. plants are the ones that are like, they actually look like a urinal. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> the top, right? Um, they are made up of a liquid-filled pitcher with an accompanying lid that secretes a nectar. And that nectar lures mammals, uh, typically uh, summit rats and tree shrews. And the visitors will sit on top, those mammals will sit on top of the botanical basin. And they'll lick up the nectar and while they're doing that, they like repay, if you will, repay the plant by pooping and peeing into the bell of the plant. So pitcher plants also, the nectar that they release will sometimes attract very small insects or small amphibians, reptiles, whatever, that will fall into the pitcher plant. Oh. They can't get out. And then their digestive juices, you know, the pitcher plant consumes them. And that's how they kind of make it. And pitcher plants and also Venus flytraps grow in really nutrient poor soils Mm -hmm. so it means that like they're coming up with essentially coming up with creative ways to lure food to them because they're plants they can't just like you know go to the grocery store they can't they can't jen i don't know if you knew that yeah nature um so yeah that's they they attract the insects that drop in they get pulverized in like all of the goo in the bottom uh-huh all the nutrients go to the plant it's really great and then yeah scientists discovered that these rats will also come by also attracted by that nectar but they're too big to fall in and be mm-hmm. digested by the pitcher plant and so they just like pee they defecate number one number two 
into the pitcher plant and the pitcher plant onesie like, a twosie possibly perfect. a threesie possibly who knows <laughs> so there's also there's another pitcher plant called the saracena genus mm-hmm. good saracena okay. maybe mm-hmm. um it's very similar to the anraja and typically, it digests invertebrates like moths and flies, like I was talking about. But researchers at the Algonquin Wildlife Research Station in Canada recently discovered a surprising item on the plant's menu, juvenile spotted salamanders. Ooh. So this is when uh, there was actually a photograph taken by Canadian photographer Samantha Stevens. She won first place in the close-up photographer of the year competition. And I'm just going to turn this to show you. Let's see it. Can you see it? Oh, there's is there two? There's two. Two salad. It looks like that looks that kinda... looks so alien. Right? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So it's like sh- she's using the light from behind the pitcher plant to mm-hmm. uh to show these two salamanders who are floating in, in the bottom uh, probably rat urine, right? Oh, what a <laughs> But terrible... also like, you know, digestive goo. Ugh. That just sounds that sounds like that's like a horror movie for a rep, you know salamander. Yeah, it sounds awful. Yeah, they 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 tell stories. That's their lore. Yeah, that's what they <laughs> warn their kids. They're like, don't go near these. Don't go near these. They're full of rat pee and poops. And then you die. You die. You just dissolve Ugh. Ugh. slowly. So uh, Samantha said, pitchers typically contain just one salamander prey at a time. So it's very common, Mm -hmm. although occasionally they catch multiple salamanders simultaneously. When I saw a pitcher that had two salamanders, both at the same stage of decay, floating at the surface of the pitcher's fluid, I knew it was a special and fleeting moment. What a great quote to start out 2023. Right. So when I was reading this article... I was like, wow, this is such a cool discovery at the beginning of 2020. I mean, it's kind of gross, but also it's neat to see because pitcher plants and Venus flytraps are so alien. They are. Like of all the plants, right? They're like, just so strange. Feed me, Seymour. Yeah. They, yeah. And, and there are like, I mean, isn't the Venus flytrap, it's because people say it grows in this one place because there was like a rock from, you know, the outer space, if you will, that fell. Like an and asteroid? Then they showed up there. Yeah, like an asteroid, whatever. <laughs> you a know rock what I mean. from the outer space. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. It's hard living in this day and age. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, I've heard these stories about, oh, they're actually alien plants. Like, that's uh-huh. a thing. So, anyway. Well, they think octopus are aliens, too. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, when I read this, I was like, oh, wow, this is a neat discovery for 2023. Like, maybe they did it in 2022. No, turns out this discovery was made a while back in 2011. Oh. So they're just, like, recycling information. I think, really, the point was to, like, bring up this picture that won first place and be like, look at this really cool thing with the pitcher plant. Oh, by the way. Yeah, it has a kind of, like, a a attention-grabbing headline. I mean, it worked on me. I read it. I was like, absolutely. This is great. Um. But still, 2011 is not that, that long ago. It's not ago. that long ago. It's yeah. not. I mean, it is, but it's not. So this study, they say, is the first to demonstrate that a mutualism exists between a carnivorous plant species and multiple members of a small mammal community. So this is going back to the rats peeing, mm-hmm, defecating, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, the, conc- the authors of the paper concluded, further, the newly discovered mutualism between R. baluensis and N. raja represents only the second ever example of a multidirectional resource-based mutualism between a mammal and a carnivorous plant. So it is pretty cool. And I did go and actually look up the paper. Okay. 
But in the process for looking for that paper, I actually found this other Smithsonian article about bats. Oh. I was like, I wonder if other, th- you know what I mean? I saw this. It kind of grabbed like, my attention. Sidetrack. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like the, the, the title of this one is This Plant Calls to Bats. So they will poop in it. It's another action. pitcher plant. Yeah. So, okay, let me read you. This is from 2015 in the Smithsonian Magazine, written by Maris Fezenden. And they say, most people and animals are quite happy to get rid of their waste, whether junk mail, garbage, or urine. But plants aren't as discriminating. They enjoy nitrogen-rich leavings, um, as any tomato plant tucked into a rich compost will attest. (laughs) Uh, This has led to some interesting partnerships between plants and animals. Take, for instance, tropical bats and the pitcher plants who sing to them. I'm like, do they actually... Sing? No, they don't, Jen. They don't actually have voices. I know you were hoping. I was. But they do have a way of reflecting a bat's sonar pings back at it. So it basically is like, hey. (laughs) And bats are like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, they... No, so, tell. but I think the bats are like, hey, yes. and then yeah, it bounces yeah, yeah. back at them and they're like, what? It's the reflection that's saying, yeah, hey. yeah, yeah. So uh, just like the other pitcher plants we talked about, they grow in soils that are relatively nutrient poor to make up for that deficit. They secrete a viscous fluid that collects in the elongated vase-like structure that gives gives them their name, the pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, bugs fall in and drown in the liquid. But instead of capturing bugs, they also provide shelter for... Roosting hardwicks of woolly bats. So the bats actually hang out inside the plants during the day. And then they poop inside the plant. That's kind of like their quote unquote rent. And this was also discovered in 2011. And I'm like, was there just, was there a group of scientists just out there Uh looking at pitcher plants? And they're like, who uses this as a urinal? Let's find out. Or they were probably studying the bats. Mm Mm-hmm. And then realized that they're always around these pitcher right. plants or that the pitcher plant, there seems to be some sort of relationship right, there. Right, right. But this happened in Borneo and the other pitcher plants with the rats, that was like North America and there was like another group. I think it was in India, maybe. Wow. Yeah. I'm just saying. So pitcher plants are like just really into golden showers. They are playing the field. <laughs> <laughs> golden showers all the way. <laughs> Or the other poop stuffs. All the things. Ew. They did end up figuring out how the bats find the pitchers, and they described it as kind of like, um, what are those parabolic dishes? You know, like a satellite dish? Isn't that like a satellite dish? Um, Am I thinking of the correct thing? To figure this out, the scientists made um, a little robotic bat head uh-huh. to try to find the pitcher plants, like test this bat head. Really? So they, they made it. This is how they made it. It has a central loudspeaker, like I guess that would be the head portion, and then two microphones that look like bat ears. Mm-hmm. And they used it to, quote, esonify the pitchers with ultrasonic calls from various directions and then measure the strength of the echoes coming back. And they found that the back wall of the pitcher plant they were looking at, the bit that like connects the lid to the main chamber, so mm-hmm. kind of like... I guess it makes me think of like Queen thing, you know what I mean? Like like Queen Elizabeth, those those like neck things. That yeah, they, where, that sticks like, out. Yeah, yeah. So there's um, a name for those. <laughs> there is. There I, is. I can't think of it. <laughs> uh, 
they say that that part is unusually wide, elongated, and curved, and it acts like a parabolic dish, and it strongly reflects the incoming ultrasound in the direction it came from, so the bats can, like, really hear it more than other plants. Okay. Right? But I just love that they made a tiny robotic bat head. That is cute. To figure that out. I they, mean, you actually, know they named it. You know, it doesn't say that it was tiny. What if it was like big enough? Giant. They like wore it on their head. like just, human size, yeah, but a bad head. And they just walked around the forest. like All the bats those. were just, I mean, now there's folklore amongst the bats. They're like, there is a large mother bat. <laughs> Humanoid bat. Come to collect us. That would be so frightening. Yeah. Have you ever watched a bat poop? I actually have never watched a bat poop. It's... Pretty cute. They flip themselves. I have seen a bat pee, though. I yeah, it's, it's the, the same, 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 same. Yeah. So they just like, you know, because they're hanging. They're always yeah. upside down, right? Yeah. You know, so they just flip themselves with their little, you know. Their little claws. Their little, little claws toesies. on their uh, wings or their yeah. hands. Yeah. They're like big hands, basically. Yeah. So they just flip themselves and like do the deed and then flip themselves back up. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that. What's that little toy that flips itself around? Oh, yeah. Like a little kid toy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. They're just like, whoop. And then go back up. I just said a little kid toy. Like, I mean, there are adult toys too, but well, probably that's not a like different. That. <laughs> when you talk about when you say adult toys, it I just know. goes in a whole nother direction. I know. I know. So you're right to say kid toys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also want to mention that while I was looking for this article, I found another uh, actual journal article, right, about the mammals peeing in pitcher plants. Mm-hmm. That was the original thing that I was like, wow, this is so cool. I found another article written in Mongabe, probably saying that really wrong, M-O-N-G-A-B-A-Y, Mongabe, sure, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. news and inspiration from Nature's Frontline, written in 2011 by Marissa Fessenden, who I'm like, is this also the person from the Smithsonian yeah. Magazine? Yeah. yeah but she went by Maris in that i don't know anyway uh yeah same same kind of article but talking more about the rats peeing in the pitcher plants so right marissa is just like that's her thing making the cash writing these articles about these uh mammals just peeing and stuff and then uh, ifl science banked on that this week because of the photo yeah that photo is it's good it's pretty sweet it's pretty cool and it yeah it's it's creepy looking I do want to real quick show you a picture of the rat peeing in in the pitcher plant. Show it and let's see it. And it's at the same time licking the top of the pitcher plant. Oh, okay. You see. All right. Oh. So he's peeing in it? I'm I guess I assume. Because they don't just hang out there all day. <laughs> Interesting. I think they stop, they get their nutrients. Uh-huh. Right? This little mutualism. Then have a little whiz. And they're just like, on. they're just like, hey, I just came for a snack, a pee, I'm out. Yeah. Got things Audi. to do. Got to burrow. Mm-hmm. Got to do all my rat stuff. Got to fall on people's heads. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Right? Anyway, and I think I actually, I think I was wrong about that these two different studies happened. In, no, it was all in Borneo in 2011. Okay. So my bad. That was my bad. Uh, there's another photo where you can see a rat and they say a summit rat, Rattus baluensis, licking the lid of a of a N. Raja pitcher. A fecal pellet is visible dangling from the rat above the pitcher's mouth. So nice. Ew. Real classy. That is. 
But it sounds anyway. like the plants are into it. They're into it. Well, they're they, like, they give need me more it. fecal pellets. They're in uh, nutrient-poor nutrient soils. Yeah. Anyway, I'll be putting um, all of these articles that I found onto our uh, show notes, okay. if you will. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have this week for our little nature nuggy. That is so interesting. Nuggie? I think everyone should go look up those photos. I mean, it's a literal nature nugget dropped <laughs> on you. Yeah, the photos are fun. Yeah, those are. Those are like... Fun, interesting. And alien looking. For sure. Poor salamanders. Yeah, I just Bad way to them. go. It's yeah. like dying in a porta potty. Yes. That feels like the worst fate imaginable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, Megan, I'd like to take yes. a moment to give a big shout out to one of our new Nature Nerd patrons. Oh. Ryan. Thank you so much, Ryan. Thank you. And I, I feel like, because Ryan did write to us. Yes. And said that actually this was uh, a Christmas gift for his wife oh, and him. That's right. They both listen. Yeah. So, thank you, Ryan and Merry wife. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. We hope you enjoy all the extra bonus science news yes. and um, bonus episodes. Yes. And we are trying to possibly get out our episodes about a week early just for patrons. patrons. Yes. But that I think that will take about a month for us to catch up on all the <laughs> things before we can do that. So we're catching up anyway. Post holiday. Yes. And we do have an episode coming out next week about some Canadian stuff. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Good times. You're going to die out there is produced by us, Jen and Megan, and edited by the talented and super nice guy, Jonathan Pillsbury. Thank you, Jonathan. All of this is possible because of an amazing group of nature nerd patrons. If you would like to be part of our super cool nerd community on Patreon, just go to our website at you're going to die out there.com or you can check our link tree on our Instagram page, which is kind of amazing. It is. I'm sorry. But it is. Uh, another way you can support is by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Uh, if you do, Jen will send you a really kick-ass sticker. You just have to send us your mailing address. I will do it if I forget. Hey, if you left us a review and I didn't send you a sticker, send us an email. Also, we would love to hear from you. We get a lot of our stories from listener suggestions. All the time. Yeah, because um, they're so good. So if you would like to do that... Go to our website. We have a contact page at you're gonna die out there.com or an email you're gonna die out there at gmail.com. And at the beginning of the episode, we give you a shout out. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And until next time, don't die out there. Bye. Bye. Bye.